It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The deck is awfully stacked against the Giants tonight. Does Justin Fields know what he's doing? And Shohei Otani needs to get away from the Angels. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat... Over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. The New York Giants put together a furious fourth quarter comeback to get a win against the Cardinals on Sunday for their troubles. They get the 49ers on a short week and they're going to have to do it without some of their best players at the top of that marquee. Saquon Barkley declared out after Brian Dayball, the head coach of the Giants, saying, oh, Saquon's a fast healer. We'll see. Nope, sorry, he will not be playing in this one. Patricia Trainer from Locked On Giants joins me now. I'm sure she was not fooled by Brian Dayball's comments. But Patricia, uh, how can the Giants score points in this game if they don't have Saquon? Well, they're going to have to hope that they can uh, expose the 49ers defensive secondary, maybe get some deep passes out there. Um, They're going to have to hope that Daniel Jones can maybe pick up some of the runs. Maybe they do some creative stuff with some of the receivers as, you know, running jet sweeps or, you know, maybe even have, you know, the team of Matt Breida and um, Gary Brightwell. And I think the rookie Eric Gray will probably contribute as well. Have them pick up some of of the slack. But yeah, that's a big loss for the Giants offense because Saquon is somebody you have to account for. And now you take him out of the equation and the resources that you might have accounted, you had to allocate towards him. Now you can put him elsewhere and it just kind of changes the complexion. Does this already have to be a game where the Giants are, are pulling out all the stops, maybe some trick plays and and really a sense of urgency? Because the three teams that they're looking up at in the standings right now, 2-0, and oh, if you fall to 1-2, and two, already you're going, okay, Cowboys, maybe the best team in the NFL. Uh, the Eagles are the defending NFC champions and the commanders, a surprise two and O team. Like you just can't afford to lose some of these games right now. Does this have to be something where they're just like, we got to try everything in this game. I mean, you got nothing to lose. I mean, every game is important. You never want to lose any game. Um, not a lot of people are, are giving the giants a chance in this game. And then, you know, I'm, I'm one of them, unfortunately, but I, I got to call it the way I see it. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, working against the giants, I think is, is twofold. There's two things here. Number one, they've got the short work week, which people will say, well, so do the 49ers. But the problem is, is the giants had to go through walkthrough practices away from their home facility. So they worked in an, in a bubble, I think, at Arizona State, which was a limited field, whereas the 49ers could work on their home field and they could spread things out and do things, you know, as close as possible to normal. 
So the Giants coaching staff and Brian Dable talked about this. He said, look, this is all going to be about the mental aspect of it. We've got to be mentally sharp with our assignments, with our understanding of what we're doing and what we want to do. And just, you know, I think I think if they can do all that, you can hope for the best that maybe it won't be as bad as I think some people are forecasting it to be. You mentioned Arizona State. The, the Giants took a unique approach to this game, understanding that if they hadn't, they would have had to do a pretty significant amount of travel going about as far in the NFL as you can go from New Jersey all the way over to, to Santa Clara. Can, can you give some insight on that for those of us who, uh, who, who missed it? Yeah. So, you know, when the schedule came out, they, the giants had actually asked for back-to-back West coast games somewhere along the line. And so they got it week two, week three. Um, You know, unfortunately the week three game is four days after the week two game uh, and and against a tough opponent. I kind of wish they had flipped it and had, you know, the 49ers in week two and then the Cardinals in week Mm. three. But what the giants ended up doing is they set up base in Arizona. uh, I think it was in in the Tempe area. They worked out um, at the University of, or I'm sorry, Arizona State's practice bubble, uh, because I understand the temperatures out there are like 100 degrees plus. So they did walkthroughs primarily, a lot of meetings, a lot of walkthroughs. And, you know, there's a reason why teams practice and walkthroughs, I guess it's better than nothing, but, you know, it's not done at full speed and, you know, it. I just think that's kind of a disadvantage. Now, I don't know exactly what the 49ers did, but again, they had the benefit of being able to practice at their home facility. And, you know, I, the giants just didn't pick up everything from their home facility and bring it out to Arizona. They, they just, it's just not feasible to do that. So they had to make good with what they were, you know, what they were afforded. I'm not using that as any kind of precursor for an excuse, but I'm just kind of laying out the facts that that's what they were up against. It is going to be a difficult test for this team as well. And and we didn't even talk about Andrew Thomas. They're all pro left tackle also going to be out in this game. This is going to be a tough one, but Brian Dayball, Hey, we're talking about the coach of the year. If, if there is a coach in the NFL who, who can do it, he is on a pretty short list of guys that you might want doing it. Patricia, thanks for your time. Stay up to date all year on the New York giants by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on giants on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Justin Fields has looked rough to begin this year, to begin his career. And the question has to be asked, is he up for this? Before we answer that, the Browns are bringing back an old friend. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Not only this, you can send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKDOWN at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The team in the city with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they're getting the band back together. The Cleveland Browns are bringing back Kareem Hunt to help patch up their backfield in the wake of a scary season-ending injury to All-Pro Nick Chubb. Reports are it is a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. Chubb was placed on injured reserve in a corresponding move. Hunt and Chubb played the previous four seasons together, forming one of the NFL's most potent running back duos. Hunt will now team up with second-year running back Jerome Ford, who replaced Hunt as Chubb's backup to begin the season. And it was a tumultuous day for the Chicago Bears. First, it was the drama surrounding the comments made by Justin Fields. More on that in a moment. Then, in an abrupt turn, Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams resigns, citing health and family reasons. There had been a slew of reports on social media about other potential mitigating factors. Chicago Bears, their PR and their representatives said... Those reports were not true. This is a weird and bizarre story, especially because if we thought there was going to be a coach on the hot seat in Chicago, Luke Getze had been taking the brunt of the criticisms. This, of course, unrelated. Alan Williams was not fired. He was resigned. It was just another chapter in an extremely bizarre day where we're left with more questions than answers about what's going on at Hallis Hall. LSU starting safety Greg Brooks was diagnosed last week with a brain tumor and had surgery Friday to remove the mass. Brooks's family released a statement Wednesday updating his status, which was confirmed by an LSU official. The Arkansas transfer missed last weekend's win at Mississippi State for undisclosed reasons. According to the statement, the surgery to remove the large brain tumor was successful and the family is awaiting results of a biopsy. The Minnesota Twins dealt a big blow to the playoff hopes of the Cincinnati Reds. That is not the way to get back in the wild card race. What's up? This is Jeff Kerr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. And Cincinnati Reds blow a perfectly winnable game. Hunter Green had a gem. 14 strikeouts in seven innings. That's exactly the kind of performance that you want from your ace. That you need from Hunter Green. They just couldn't score enough runs. They got three runs. They had the lead going into the ninth inning. Then a bunt single, stolen base, and then while they tried to throw him out at second, Jonathan India botched the throw, and Willie Castro goes on to third. Willie Castro almost single-handedly defeated the Reds two out of three games in this series. Tip of the cap to him. But this is not the kind of ball that you need to be playing this late in the year. Eight games left. We'll see what the Reds have left in the tank. Check out the next Lockdown Reds. Here is another story you need to know. I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, Felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just, not not playing like myself. So, um, you know, um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not, 
that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just of, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. That's Justin Fields at his Wednesday press conference discussing some of his early season struggles and really his early career struggles as the Bears fell to 0-2 on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lauren Cox never struggles. Locked on Bears host joins me now. And, and Lauren, um, these comments made their way around just about everywhere on Wednesday in, in a situation that seems to be getting uglier by the minute. Uh, what did you make of what he said and where this Bears offense is right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the the firestorm that surrounded the quotes is pretty representative of the firestorm that is the Bears offense right now. I mean, it's a mess, and so is the quotes, and so is the discussion around this Bears offense. It really does fit. Like, what we're getting off the field is matching a lot of what we're getting on the field. You know, Fields would, like, come back and throw, like, an impromptu mini press conference at his locker later in the afternoon to say, listen, like, I'm not blaming the coaches. I'm not blaming my teammates. I got to be better. It's all on me. And I was a little disappointed, too, that he kind of took this, like, you guys in the media are spinning this out of control when, like, you hear his full quote there. He says, you know, could be coaching. At the end of the day, they're, they're doing their job and they're giving me a lot to think. Like, I think he was saying that coaching isn't necessarily helping a ton right now, but that's different than saying, oh, coaching is the reason why we're struggling. But saying that coaching needs to be better is not any kind of breaking news. Yeah, and and I think when you look at this team, it, it felt like after week one, and they admitted this, that they had higher expectations for themselves coming into the season, that they thought they would be better. It would be easy, certainly as someone who covers the Packers, to say it seems like they were reading their press clippings, like they thought they were going to be better because everyone said they were going to be better. So how do you how do you bounce back? What do they what do they turn to? What do they lean on? How do they how do they get this season back on track? Because it does feel like this has a chance to really go off the rails in a hurry. And that could mean the, the future of people like Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus. I think they just need to look back to what they did last season. And that's partially why this is so frustrating that last year, you know, the offense was not great coming out of the gate and Fields was struggling. You know, about five weeks into the season, they switched to more of a quarterback run heavy offense and more rollouts and more putting Justin Fields in that position where maybe it's not the traditional, you know, Matt LaFleur offense that, that Luke Getze would want to run in Chicago, but it's the offense that fit his quarterback and his personnel better. It feels like to start the season, they kind of went back to running what they wanted to run last year that wasn't working. And lo and behold, it's not working again. And so I think that's part of what Fields is saying here is like, I need to think less. I need to play loose and just play my style of football, which was what they got to last season. And the fact that they were willing to adapt their offense to their players a year ago suggests to me that they will again be willing to adjust their offense to their players and maybe start to score some more points. The weird thing about that is Luke Etsy was the OC last year. To, in the offense that decided we're going to run Justin Fields more and, and empower him to scramble and do all those things. Cause it wasn't just designed runs. He is a dynamic scrambler. We saw that in week one and at times in week two. So uh, 
what happened? Was it just like, hey, we got all these receivers and so we think we can play a straight drop back game now and let's forget about the run game? Like, it just, it, it seems all very weird to me, Lauren. Yeah, I don't know if you call it ego or if you say, okay, they're trying to they're trying to push and grow in that direction. I mean, Fields kind of admitted earlier in the press conference, like they've been telling me to stay in the pocket more and I'm thinking too much and I'm not as comfortable in that way. Like, I think they're trying to push them and say, all right, we know that you can score points when we let you run and do all those things. Let's see if we can sort of force you to grow in these areas and hold you down a little bit and say, learn, you know, make this work. And eventually you kind of have to raise your arms and say, okay, that's not working. Let's stick to what's actually good for our players here. But it does feel a little bit, and I don't know if it's stubbornness or if it's ego. Or if, I think it comes from a good place of let's grow, let's get better, but it hasn't happened. And so at some point you got to sort of wave the white flag on that and get back to just winning football games. I do wonder though, Lauren, like, if the answer here is, okay, just run him more. Well, that solves some offensive efficiency stuff and it would be helpful. But unless and until he can run an NFL passing game, isn't the other stuff just aesthetic? I mean, to some extent, I, I think you start to get into two different conversations here about, you know, how you can win with fields in the short term and whether you can win with fields in the long term, right? Because I think you saw last season when they get into the, the quarterback run heavy offense, they went on a stretch there where they were scoring 30 points a game. I think they had five games in a row over 25 and, and a number of them all over 30, where it was like they were finding ways to score points. And maybe over the next five years, that's not a sustainable method when you talk about, you know, a fifth year option for Justin Fields and, you know, long-term future at quarterback for the Bears. But if if the goal right now is, hey, let's turn around the offense and start winning some games right now, then, yeah, you, you kind of have to scrap maybe the, the things that you need long-term from Fields to go with the things that you need from him short-term to just get this season going and get it off the ground. Stay up to date on the Chicago Bears by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bears on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Shohei Otani needs to be playing for any team not named the Angels next year. Snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. With Saquon Barkley out, the Giants are big, big underdogs to the Niners tonight. FanDuel has San Francisco 10 and a half point favorites. You can also combine bets within the same game to make even more money. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy any game. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Shohei Otani is about to be a free agent this offseason. He just underwent a procedure to repair his throwing elbow and will not pitch next year, but he will be a force for someone's lineup in 2024. So much has been clouded about Otani's recent status. And as John and Mike Frisch on Lockdown Angels point out, you can thank the Angels for that confusion. It, so, so is this Tommy John? Is this not Tommy John? Right. I'm, That's I'm why little... procedure was the word of the day, right? Because we're not I'm really little... sure. It feels like they sort of like 
he's like RoboCop or he's like the, the, the million dollar man. Like they, they, they took, we can rebuild him. him. <laughs> they put him back together again. Right. He's Humpty Dumpty, I guess. And so I know, we're right? able to get all the stuff. Th- this, this actually, the language reminds me of when Kobe Bryant went to, uh, went to Europe after he hurt his knee and they did a procedure where they put in something in his knee and then like, it, it almost, it almost sounded like it was like chelation mm. where you would have, new blood platelets that would go through your heart and through your body. They did something similar to Kobe's knee and he came back and he was fine. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what this sounds like. Obviously mm. they did some surgery, but they helped solidify some of the tissue and uh, Shohei was pleased with it. And it sounds like that recovery process isn't going to be like Tommy John. He'll actually be able to come back pretty, pretty soon, maybe sooner rather than later. I have said over and over and over the angels ought to be doing everything in their earthly power to keep Shohei Otani. I appreciated them going for broke at the deadline and then saying, well, it didn't work, and ultimately selling off the pieces uh, on their team. Now, though, if you're Shohei, if you're Otani, why would you be a part of this organization if you had any other choice? They have proven. They cannot build a team around an incandescent, a generational, an all-time superstar player. They had a decade with Mike Trout and got squat out of it. Why would I choose the Angels? If it were me, I wouldn't. And finally, Coach Prime has become so big that even Nick Saban is impressed. Saban said about Sanders' coaching job, they play with discipline, they do a good job of executing, they've been able to score points, play decent defense, so all those things to me are indicators that he's a really good coach. Alabama, for their part, does not play Colorado this season, so Saban probably feels comfortable enough to praise Sanders. But in all seriousness, Dion is changing college football, and it is incredible to see all of the, the famous faces in Boulder. Now, it's a beautiful time of year to be in Boulder, but they're there for Coach Prime. He is changing the game. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, which 0-2 team can get a win this Sunday? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.